Welcome, fellow soul seekers, to the podcast at the end of the universe. In this cosmic journey, we traverse the vast expanse of ideas. We contemplate the mysteries of existence, what it means to be one flawed mortal stumbling towards enlightenment, and the very fabric of reality itself. Join us at the edge of infinity as we ponder life's questions and discover the wonders that lie beyond our sight. Today is July 30th, 2023, and on Today in History, there was a significant event that took place in 1619. On July 30th, 1619, the inaugural meeting of the House of Burgesses in Virginia took place. The House of Burgesses was the first representative assembly in the American colonies, and it played a crucial role in shaping the early foundations of American democracy. The meeting was convened by Governor Sir George Yardley and was held at the Jamestown Church. The purpose of this assembly was to establish a governing body that would allow for more local control and representation of the colony's interests. The House of Burgesses consisted of elected representatives from various settlements within Virginia. These representatives, known as Burgesses, were chosen by their respective communities to represent their interests and concerns in the assembly. During this inaugural meeting on July 30, 1619, important issues were discussed and laws were proposed and enacted. The assembly served as a platform where people could address grievances, they could resolve disputes, and policies for the colony could be discussed and then set. The establishment of the House of Burgesses marked a significant step toward self-government in the American colonies. It demonstrated a shift away from direct rule by the Virginia Company and towards a system where the colonists had a voice in the decision-making process. The Virginia Company was an English joint stock company that played a pivotal role in the early colonization of North America. It was formed by a group of merchants and investors with the aim of establishing English settlements in the New World and exploiting its resources for profit. The company was chartered by King James I of England in 1606. It received a royal charter which granted it exclusive rights to establish settlements in the specific region of North America known as Virginia. The area encompassed a vast territory along the eastern coast of present-day North America, which stretched from present-day North Carolina to New York. The Virginia Company itself was divided into two branches, the London Company and the Plymouth Company. The London Company, known as the Virginia Company of London, was responsible for the southern portion of the territory, while the Plymouth Company or the Virginia Company of Plymouth, was responsible for the northern part. The most famous settlement established by the Virginia Company of London was Jamestown, which became the first 
permanent English settlement in North America in 1607. Jamestown faced numerous challenges, including harsh environmental conditions, conflicts with the Native American tribes, and also disease. The early years were difficult. The colony struggled to survive, but thanks to the introduction of tobacco cultivation, the arrival of additional settlers and supplies, the colony stabilized and this paved the way for further expansion. But due to the success of Jamestown and other settlements, the Virginia Company still did struggle to meet their original objectives, especially when the Virginia Company held so much control over the way life worked in the colony. The colonists decided at a certain point enough was enough, and this is when Sir George Yardley convened the inaugural meeting of the House of Burgesses, July 30th in 1619. This is only 13 years after the Virginia Company was established, but in those 13 years, the Virginia Company held rule. They decided what was going to happen. They decided how things were going to happen. Jamestown itself wasn't established until 1607, but we still have here only 12 years between the settlement and the colonists going, you know what, enough is enough. And this is something that, thanks to the House of Burgesses, really started to become prevalent in early America. The House of Burgesses, while it was not the democratic institution as we understand democratic institutions to be today, it did lay the groundwork for the representative governance. It contributed greatly to the development of democratic principles in the future United States. And it is because of this, it is because of those early colonists in Jamestown deciding we are done with the Virginia Company, we are having issues with the Virginia Company. It's because they stood up, it's because they said, this is too much, something has to change. We deserve a voice, we deserve to be represented. They went and they aired their grievances, they had their voices heard. The legacy of the House of Burgesses endures today as an important milestone in American history because it paved the way for the development of other representative assemblies. Today's reflection is on the concept of boundless love. The Metta Sutta tells us to radiate boundless love towards the entire world above, below, and across, unhindered, without ill will, and without enmity. Today as we embark on our spiritual journey, let us focus on cultivating loving kindness, also known as metta, in our hearts and in our minds. In Buddhism, metta is the practice of extending genuine love, compassion, and goodwill to all living beings regardless of their background or circumstances, and regardless of whether or not they are a human. 
We extend this loving kindness to plants, to animals, to spirits, to energies. In Quakerism, we call this honoring that of God. We strive to see the divine spark in all beings, regardless of religion, race, or socioeconomic status. It certainly can be a challenge when people are less than kind, less than loving, and are sometimes downright unkind to us. But that is the challenge of being a Quaker. That is the challenge of being a Buddhist. Seeing that of God, honoring that of God, and practicing metta, practicing loving kindness for all beings is part of our karmic growth cycle. We have been called to this incarnation and these spiritual practices for a reason, so we can become kinder, more loving, more compassionate. This quest, this challenge, is part of our soul's mission here in this incarnation. And while it is tempting to shirk this responsibility, while it is tempting to brush it aside, while it is certainly tempting to match energy or to respond to someone in anger, these are ego-based responses. These ego-based responses don't help our soul move forward. They don't help us grow. Today, take some time to practice metta. Make a concerted effort to extend loving kindness to those you encounter, especially those who don't seem like they deserve it because they are often the ones who need it most. To put this in practice, take a few moments to sit quietly and become aware of your breath. Inhale deeply, filling your lungs with air and exhale slowly, releasing any tension or negativity. As you do so, imagine a warm, radiant light glowing at the center of your chest, representing the boundless love that exists within you. In your meditation today, visualize yourself surrounded by loved ones, friends, and even strangers. Picture this loving light extending outward, enveloping everyone in its embrace. Feel the barriers of fear, anger, judgment, dissolve as you connect with the inherent goodness, with the divine spark, with that of God in each individual. You may also wish to recite the following meta prayer. May all beings be happy and free from suffering. May all beings find peace and inner contentment. May all beings be safe and protected from harm. May all beings be filled with love and compassion. As you recite this prayer, take a moment to genuinely wish for the well-being of all beings, including, perhaps especially, for yourself. We often forget to take care of ourselves. We often forget to honor our God particle. Embrace the idea fully that by cultivating love and compassion, by honoring that of God in yourself and in those you encounter, 
you are contributing positively to the world around you. To put today's reflection into action, practice acts of kindness and compassion throughout the day. It doesn't have to be anything big, just small gestures such as offering a genuine smile, lending a helping hand, or listening with empathy to someone in need. Each action, no matter how seemingly insignificant, can have a profound impact on the lives of others. Contemplate the interconnectedness of all living beings and how our thoughts, our words, and our actions ripple through the world and affect those in ways we may not fully comprehend. As we conclude today's reflection, let us carry the essence of metta with us, nurture it in our hearts, and infuse it into our daily actions. By cultivating loving-kindness, we move closer to embodying the teachings of the Buddha, and we foster a world filled with compassion, harmony, and genuine happiness. May this day be filled with love and blessings for you and all beings. May you find peace and tranquility in the practice of metta. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast at the end of the universe. I have a lot that I want to cover, so I'm going to be attempting daily episodes. And I know that is bold of me to say, considering I own a coffee shop and I'm in the middle of opening a wine bar, but I am going to try to make this happen. I am also open to some suggestions. If there's topics that you would like to see covered, please feel free to let me know. There is some listener Q&A, which should be showing up if you are subscribed to the show on Spotify. Otherwise, you can uh, connect with me at the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.